Good morning. Hey there, sweet pea. Hey, sleepyhead. You ready to go? I have to, sleepy. Ready for the morning? Let's have some pancakes. Let's, Let's go. go. Why, hello there, friends. I am Tori Phantom here with my husband, Jimothy. Jimothy is me. It's true. That is your name. Thank you for confirming. Yes, you're welcome. I very much appreciate that. And you are listening to another episode of the Phantom Family Podcast. We're glad you're here, friends. We are all glad you are here. Yes. How was your week, Jimothy? Well, we had Thanksgiving last week, which is why you may have noticed a gap in the episodes. And we don't have enough episodes to throw out a a best of list. (laughs) We sure don't. Yeah, we we took a week off for Thanksgiving. all the best of... It's so far the best and the worst all at once. Hope you're enjoying you. If you're (laughs) if you're listening like chronologically as we release the episodes, this is currently our greatest hits collection. Thank you. You are deep in the greatest hits. Enjoying it. Yes, totally. So you're you're living it right now. You're 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 living it. The best of your living history. Exactly. (laughs) How was your week? My week was chaos as Usual, yes. Usual. Yeah, I had to make a turkey. So, fun story. Uh, as you might know, Jimothy, I am a content creator. I've, I've, I'm, on, I'm well aware. On TikTok. Also, I make a podcast with you. I don't know if you knew Sometimes. that. Sometimes I do that. And so, I have a tradition on TikTok uh, that has been two years strong where I don't like to make turkey. I very much detest the turkey making. It, it it disturbs me. I don't like the bones. I don't like touching raw meat. It just it just it I don't like it. And so I know that I don't like it. I know that it disgusts me. I know that I cannot control my like gut reaction to preparing it. However, I still prepare it and I still have to prepare it. And so I do and so two years in a row i have created this video where i just literally i just hit record i mean you know this you live with me but i just hit record as i start to prep the bird and then i edit it down to a minute long and i I post it on tiktok and i immediately like it goes viral and 90 percent of people are like yeah like making the turkey kind of sucks and then 10 percent of people are like i hate that you exist yeah a lot you of people hate disgusting your existence disgusting human and like i mean like fine whatever like if that's how you feel i, I don't care uh but it's it, sometimes it gets to me and and i think it's funny like honestly i feel like that kind of shows some of the issues that we we can face in social media because i i posted a one minute video where you're hearing like half a conversation between me and my kids like that whole process took like 30 minutes right and I have people like you didn't season that at all like I put a whole bunch of seasoning on it like a whole a whole bunch uh I had people who were like uh like you're you're awful just grow up like I am a grown-up that doesn't mean that I'm fine with this I had people saying if you don't like the turkey make a ham I don't like ham I do sometimes eat turkey, but I, I don't like ham at all. So, like, I, I made the turkey for my family, and I was very excited because it was the first time I've hosted 
Thanksgiving. Like last year, we did it, as you remember, just for, for our family of five in the home. This year, we, we hosted some of your family. And that was very we did. that was very exciting for me. Just like holidays, specifically, not the holiday season, just the specific holidays were typically decent days for me growing up. And so to finally like be able to host that and, and bring that joy to my family, like, yeah, I don't like to touch the turkey, but I did it for a reason. And I just wanted to share a, a silly video. And so like the amount of hate I got on it, I was like, okay, all right. Uh, okay. Uh, but honestly, like it doesn't bother me too much because like, people are going to have their opinions. But people like definitely have and express their opinions on the a internet. A lot of opinions. Uh, anyway, so like a lot of people think I suck, but I'm here to tell you that I I don't. I just don't like touching raw meat. I'm not a big meat eater, but uh, we we do eat meat. And, and I'm still eating the turkey because there's a lot of the, it. We're still eating the turkey and we sent leftovers home. But I made a giant turkey and, and it was hard for me to do it. But I accomplished that and I feel good about it. So if you saw my turkey video and you saw the comment section, just know um, the turkey actually was very well seasoned and well cooked. And although I didn't enjoy the process, I will never make a ham and it was well enjoyed. Although what... <laughs> People say season the turkey. What are you really? I've never, I've never had turkey that tasted like anything but turkey. Yeah, well, because Honestly. the thing is, like, you really you're seasoning the skin. You're seasoning out of the skin. You can do injecting, like where you take like the seasoning and you literally yeah. just like pump it full. And and I would like to try that sometime, but like I didn't have like a w way to do that this year. And turkeys are such big creatures. Like, They're big birds. I, there's only so much seasoning you can do, but like. You season poultry. Typically, like you're gonna use like your sage and your garlic and your thyme. Like, I I see I used so much seasoning. But the thing, the reason I got the hate is because I specifically only announced that I was using paprika, and I did that because I know my friends are used to me saying paprika. Paprika. And so I was like, LOL, I'm gonna be silly and just like talk about the paprika. And then so many people were like, you just seasoned the turkey with butter and paprika. And I'm like, that's not what happened. That's no. <laughs> so, okay, all right. So anyway, like that was part of my week was um, the internet hated me for how I made a turkey. To be fair, you get a lot of hate on the internet every I, week. I do. Anyway. And I don't, I don't love it. People don't love you sometimes. And, and it's okay. You know, I don't they're, expect they're everyone to like me. Like that's, I think the thing that I kind of consider being on the internet is that I'm glad that I got popular on the internet at the age that I'm at because had I received the internet hate that I do now 10 years ago, I think my soul would be crushed. <laughs> and... That honestly, like I spend a lot of time thinking about the younger generation who is like our generation created what the Internet is now and the younger generation is living it. And my heart breaks for the things that these kids, not even kids, but just like kids, the people younger than me are really dealing with in that younger generation, because like I'm at a place in my life where I can cope with it, but I don't know how they're doing. But again, like they've been growing up with it. So maybe it's just like normal life for them. I don't know. Either way, like just be nice to people on the internet because- And in real life, just be yeah, nice. Yeah, just be nice. Like treat people how you want to be treated. Um, it's, it Just just be nice. It, it costs zero dollars. You never know what someone's going through. So that's my turkey tangent of the year. I mean, there's a nice acronym for it. It's it's D-B-A-D-B. -B. Don't be, well, I mean, you can figure it out from there. 
anyway, just don't be, don't be a jerk. <laughs> so that's that's super easy. Don't be a jerk. And you know, you know, an easy way to not be a jerk is to maybe read some self help books. And if you don't have time to read them, you can have someone else read them to you by going to www.audibletrial.com slash phantom and you can sign up if you're a brand new user you can get a free month of Amazon's Audible so you've got audiobooks at your fingertips touch you can scroll back and forth if you didn't listen to the last 30 seconds click the button go back if you're like me and, and you totally just zoned out for five minutes straight like you can just go back five minutes they'll reread it to you you're not stuck rereading the same paragraph six times in a row Yep. Yeah, it's great. So yeah, you can check. And that if out. you're already a Prime member after your trial, if you stick with it, which you should, because Audible is great, you will receive two book credits a month. Two. Two. If you're an Amazon member, and who isn't these days? So definitely a go to Audible. What is that link, Jimothy? www.audibletrial.com/slash/phantom. P H A T. Nope. P-H-A-N-T-O-M. Don't listen to me spell it. Just click the link. You know, it's in you the know description. How to spell it's probably. in the description for this episode. If you it's don't there. know, Google it. Yep. <laughs> Consent is important. Do you agree? Yes. I wouldn't say important, but vital. Vital. I mean, in what aspect though? In every aspect? So I'm touching your arm right now. Should I have asked consent before that? Well, I think there's layers to it because you've touched my arm, but we are in a relationship. Where Allegedly. <laughs> we've been married for quite some time. And so you touching my arm does not send me any uncomfy feelings. However, if you touch my arm and I said, please stop touching me, that would be me revoking that assumed consent. Okay. However, I don't think that in most situations that we can or should assume consent. So you and I have a very hmm. strong relationship where I would expect for you to randomly touch my arm to annoy me. Usually. And if I say, stop touching my arm, you're going to stop touching my arm and find a new way to annoy me. Can I touch your arm right now? Yes. I don't. Thank you like that i agreed to that rubbing in your saliva i just licked my finger and then touched your arm because because there's a video of it now (laughs) if you want to watch us record this on you can you can watch Uh, video podcasting see my i don't consent to your saliva being rubbed on my understood and now i know that going forward for the future (laughs) and i respect that for now so i mean so when it comes to consent though there's a lot of things to consider because this is actually a discourse that i've seen happen like on social media recently like about things when it comes to like dealing with your children right because we don't need to ask consent to change a diaper because we have to change their diaper that's not something they get to consent to because that is a health and safety and uh, hygiene thing so they whether they want to have their diaper changed or not they have to have their diaper changed. So in that kind of standard, it is not really about asking for consent as much as narrating what you're doing so that they understand the process and they feel comfortable with what's happening, not necessarily asking consent. And so like, I feel like if we're constantly, every single thing we do when it, it comes in regards to touching our children, if we're saying, well, can I do this? Can I do this? Can I do this? it can come to a point where that might actually backfire. And so that's typically like how we approach consent with our children 
is like, I will if I want to snuggle up or kiss my baby or hug my baby. I say, can I have a hug? And sometimes they say no. And it's like, okay, that's fine. Like, I'm not mad about it. But, you know, it's certain things like, okay, we have to brush your teeth now. Well, I don't want my teeth brushed. Well, we actually, we have to brush your teeth. So what I like do when it comes to teeth brushing, I mean, you've seen this. I sing to my kids while I brush their teeth. And this this was a thing that started with like toothbrushing songs. Like there was a Barney song that's like brushing my teeth and having so much fun. I never let the water run. Right. And then it also moved into the Fairly Odd Parents song, like shining teeth that sparkle. Like that one. I don't um, know any of these. It, it's fine. You're old. <laughs> anyway, so I would sing these songs wow. to my kids. I'd sing these songs to my kids while brushing their teeth to make it maybe more comfortable for them if they don't want their teeth brushed. But that wasn't something that was up for negotiation. That wasn't something that was like, you. I, I need your total consent for that. That was something that's like, hey, this is what we have to do to keep your body healthy. Yep. And so like it started with these teeth songs and now like i've been singing the score to nightmare before christmas whenever i brush their teeth like i don't know how we made that transition brush my teeth right now and do this <laughs> brush me mama like, i i'm not it's it's you know you're just brushing and you're like this is halloween this is halloween so you didn't make up fun teeth brushing lyrics no, you literally are you just literally singing. i just sing the the score to i can literally make up a fun song for it right now what's this what's this there's black hair everywhere what's this they don't want that scares they don't want that they just want me to sing the nightmare before christmas there's cavities and ginger (laughs) beans yeah so i mean mean, you know but that's one of those things like i'm not going to say i need your consent like do i want them on board with it like i'm not going to hold them down and traumatize them about (laughs) it obviously like i want to be clear about that like i'm not forcing my kids and like they're crying or whatever it's like hey i know that maybe this isn't your favorite thing to do right now but But we have to do it and so i feel like it's the approach it's not like that i'm like not considering their feelings it's that we're having this quick conversation like hey we have to do this right now. So what would make you most comfortable while we do this? But other things, when it comes to things where they can have autonomy, we're saying, how do you feel about that? Do you remember when we lived in uh, that upstate New York area and we went to the baby massage class? <laughs> that was like the most like, so we lived in this town called Ithaca. And if you know where Ithaca is, you know that a baby massage class is the most most Ithaca thing that could ever happen. It's very Ithaca. <laughs> It's vague. Like, no judgment. That's It's a beautiful area. Uh, it just wasn't us. No, it, it, when we thought maybe it would be. And we were like, hey, this is nice. It's, it's a nice routine. And for That's some why people, we went, of course. And for some people, it might be. We talked to some of the other parents in there, and they were like, oh, yeah, you know, we sit down, we have a massage. I take little, little, uh, I don't, I can't even think I of an Ithaca name. Let's just call them Betsy. <laughs> we take little Betsy's. <laughs> Betsy's consent, and I and I make sure that he's fine with me giving him a massage. And the lady said she rubbed him down with with I think she said extra virgin olive oil. I'm pretty sure she said she <laughs> used that. olive oil to rub her We're baby. Like, down. No judgment. Like if you're using olive oil to help soften your kid's skin, like there's sure. no, there's no judgment. But it was just like. But they were all like, "Take your baby's consent." I'm like, this baby can't that baby and and that's i think you know kind of the point i was trying to make but i circled around is that like when your child is a toddler or baby they can't actually give consent yeah they are not capable i mean there's a legal age of consent for many things and so 
when your baby is a baby, like we can start that kind of conversation. And that's the thing that I do that I've talked about is that like I start that discourse of like saying the things that I, I think are important to my kids before they can communicate that back to me to have that language readily available when they do start talking but when my baby is a baby, I'm going to say, okay, I'm going to change your diaper now. Okay, we're going to have a wipey here. It might be cold yeah. because that is kind of the level of consent. It's, I got to change the diaper, dude. Like, this is what's going to happen. This is what we have to do it. Okay, I can't actually leave you in a poopy diaper all day. Yeah. But thankfully, we don't deal with diapers anymore. No. And if anyone out there <laughs> does practice or do anything with baby massage, Again, I'm I'm not talking down to that. I I, I kind of want to know more about that process of yeah. of of you know That's... how do you how do you obtain consent? Because maybe I'm looking at it as as just matter of fact, literally like have your baby and... sign something and they say like, okay, daddy, you can rub and me that down is, with you know, olive oil. Because we did do baby sign, but like when our when we went to the baby massage class, our baby was an infant. Like yeah. that wasn't a thing. And the thing is, like again, I always want to be sure that mm. that people are aware. We are not judging these no. things. Like just because it's not for us doesn't anyone. mean that we we want to judge or offend anyone. It, it was a thing it just that wasn't we didn't for us. Like we felt felt kind of like we are I out of place. Don't understand. This feels I, at the time we were like, oh, this feels very hippy dippy. But it's like, yeah, I, we we don't understand. It. I I would like to hear more about it. So if yeah, you if you do that, have any knowledge on that, and you can speak to that, by all means, feel free to reach out. Yeah, because we didn't educate. Do the, we didn't do more research at the time. This was this. This is years I ago. I still haven't done more research. Yeah, I honestly hadn't thought about this. We don't have babies anymore. No, they are not babies. They are not babies anymore. I had not but... thought about that moment in a long, long time until yeah. right now when you saying, oh, can but... I have consent to change your diaper? That made me think of that, right. that and, class. But so, I mean, I guess that's kind of like where that consent conversation starts is when your baby is literally an infant because yeah. although they cannot give consent, what we can do is give them comfort. So when they can't consent, we can give them comfort, but we have to be careful in what we're doing because we don't want to hurt our children in any way of course uh but as they get older they start to have opinions like our three-year-old like she is perfectly capable of consenting yes and like that little one like she'll be all for the snuggles and i'm like can i can i kiss your forehead and she says nope and nope. i say okay. no kisses no kisses no kisses i say huggy? okay she that's what she'll do she'll say huggy instead mm-hmm. and it's okay you know, and and but the thing is, is that the way that we talk about consent in our family is that it's always ongoing. There is no time where consent can be like, well, you said it was fine then. So why isn't it fine now? No, like consent is active and it can be revoked at any time. Yes. And that is like kind of a normal discourse. Like I feel like I use the word consent six times a day having three small kids because they start to play rough and they're having fun and then suddenly someone is not having fun and i'm like hey it seems like this person it seems like squirrely girl is not consenting to this anymore pumpkin pie like maybe maybe let's give her some space and talk to her because the way that she is reacting that body language she's showing is telling me that perhaps she's not happy with this interaction anymore. So you need to take a step back, pumpkin pie, and we need to reevaluate, you know? And that's not putting pumpkin pie in trouble because again, she's nine. So although she's a lot further along than the five-year-old, that doesn't necessarily mean that she's, you know, an adult with a full understanding of body language. And so she's never in trouble for that. So long as when I say, "Hey, uh, take a ba- take a step back," you know, she does, and we kind of as reevaluate. long as she follows through, yeah, yeah, and, and we talk about that because 
it's like okay like we need to that that's the thing with consent is it's not just verbal and that's the thing we talk about with our kids consent isn't just verbal consent we need to pay attention to body language because if we notice someone is uncomfortable with something we need to take a step back and and that's the thing like with tickling our kids ask to be tickled way too much right but they they they, they enjoy the 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 fun stimulation of it. it's like oh tickle me i want to laugh you're amusing me entertain yeah. me by making me laugh at myself technically <laughs> yeah. but that's i mean the way that we handle tickling here is that we will tickle for a short moment do not tickle me sir i do not consent oh you're right you're right <laughs> i was just merely demonstrating okay, of course of course but so that's the thing is because we understand that our kids are not uh, they are capable of giving consent but in the moment think about being tickled and how stressful that can be if you're being tickled when you don't want to be uh so we don't put that uh, stress on our kids so if if our kids say can you tickle me we'll do it for a minute and then we stop to see if they want to be tickled more like they're asking for that because i never want my kid to end up in the situation where they're like i said stop 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 like that's so stressful when you get to that moment and exactly and <laughs> So it's it's just kind of trying to avoid that stress and and we can't avoid that when it's in their interpersonal relationships as siblings, but we can call it out like, hey, you need to notice that your sister is not okay with this right now. Like really pay attention. If she's saying stop or no more, listen, that is that is her revoking consent yep. right now in this moment and you need to be here for that. You need to listen to that and you need to respect that. And typically we've had no problems. Like sometimes they just need to be reminded like, hey, you might be having fun, but it does not appear that the other person is having fun right now. Yep. Take it down. Take it down a notch, guys. Yeah. Yeah. So there's there's that. Well, okay. How was consent handled when you were a kid, Jimothy? What's that? I, I didn't. I There was nothing. Like I, I wasn't asked like, hey, do I have consent to spank you with this belt? <laughs> No, that that answer would have been no. Right, immediately. of course, obviously. Like, don't hit your kids. I feel like we say that a lot, but we're going to keep saying it because don't hit your kids. Girl, the, the don't, I, don't do it. The, I, the, the idea of um, me as a second-class citizen living in the house underneath an adult, I didn't have consent for anything. That, there was consent. I, I consent. No, that wasn't a thing. That was literally do do what you're told to do. That's what you do. Yeah. So yeah. that was it for me. Well, so here's another idea. And this, so when I was a kid, one of the things, um, Ooh, here we go. Here we go. So when I was a kid, we would spend Christmas Eve every year with my mom's side of the family. Now, we didn't see my mom's side of the family outside of that one time a year. Maybe, maybe one other time, but very rarely would we see my mom's side of the family outside of that one time a year. And I had this uncle. And he made me uncomfy. Like, I didn't know him. I didn't like him. But every time I saw him, he wanted a hug and a kiss. And I did not like him. Like, I don't have any, like, I don't care. Like, if you see this podcast, you know who you are. Uh, I didn't like you. There's a reason that people would pay me to give you a hug, okay? <laughs> uh, and so that was kind of the standard in my family was like, well, you're going to make him feel bad. Well, what about how I feel? 
what about how I feel? Because I was like mortified by having to hug and kiss this man I didn't know. And they would give me a quarter to <laughs> hug him. And I felt like I felt icky. Like I hated every second of it. But they would all giggle because it was so silly. And I hated it. And then like it came to the point where I was a little older. And they're like, well, you're going to come. Like you're going to hug and kiss him. And I said, well, am I going to get paid? And then like everyone laughed. And I was like, like, I don't want to do this. But they were way more focused on this adult feelings than mine. And I'm here to tell you your kids feelings matter like they matter if your kid doesn't want to hug or kiss someone like tell the adult to back off who cares if if grandma's gonna be sad you know what those are grandma's feelings to deal with period like there's other options we can high five we can wave we can just say hello like honestly i'm not even gonna force my kids to say hello i'll encourage it but like my kids comfort level like that's how we're developing healthy relationships and boundaries like I don't I'm not good at healthy socialization because I grew up like afraid of people and being forced into these weird situations so like yeah like I used to get paid to hug my uncle and I still like I still feel icky about that that that's a soundbite for the ages (laughs) all of my family was like ha this is so funny and i was like i literally would hide under a table because i didn't want to go near him i felt uncomfortable and then no adult in my family was like this this we shouldn't be forcing this like let's just let tori go do their thing no they were like well we'll pay you we're gonna force you whether you like it or not you have to do this well here's the thing about consent there's there's no age limit on it it Literally nope. from, you know, we, we said that as a baby, like we can't obviously, you know, get little baby squirrely girls consent to wipe her butt. But once she gets of an age, like if she doesn't want to hug someone, if she doesn't want to kiss someone, yeah. you know, you don't have to. Even Beanie Baby, Even who at one or two years old, if it's that separation anxiety, if if baby doesn't want to go. And of course, this is different. Like, I'm not talking about like daycare school situations where like there there has to be this, you know, like that separation anxiety is like there, there's reason behind that. There's no judgment there. But I'm saying like at at Christmas. And you're holding your baby and and grandma's like, let me hug the baby, let me take the baby. And and the baby hasn't seen grandma in a year and the baby's really stressed. Like, why are we forcing baby to do that? Yeah. Like, there's other ways around it. Well, and we've got Beanie Baby, who, as I was saying, is a very social little, little, I don't know, whatever a social animal is. Butterfly. Social butterfly. Social butterfly. There you go. Social yeah. Mothman. She likes social Mothman, Mothman more. There you so go. she's a social Mothman. She will wave at everyone. We were going through our local Christmas in the park. We've got Christmas lights around the lake. She was waving at everyone, saying Merry Christmas to everyone as we were driving yes. slowly by all the cars. She loved it. She was having a blast. Absolutely. She, will, she, she was waving at people in Guitar Center as we were there today. She was waving at people there mm-hmm. and saying hello. She's very social. She hugged a nurse. She hugs everybody, like, because that's the thing, having a pandemic baby, she doesn't understand, like, she hasn't grown up watching the way that social norms happen, because she's essentially been growing up at home, and so, but she loves people, she's a little social butterfly, so anytime we leave the house at all, she sees someone, and she's like, I love them, and I'm gonna give them a hug, Mm -hmm. and it's funny, because every person she ever hugs, because she just, like, it happens in a split second, she's like, I'm just gonna hug this person, and they're always so happy that our cute little baby is just like, I love you right now, like, I'm just gonna hug you. Uh, And there are some people who she, she falls in love with and like wants to be with more like like our tattoo artist yes who she yeah, is they're, they're always besties. talking they about they are her. besties um, but then we've got squirrely girl 
who is the exact opposite. If you come into the room, she is a cat Don't who will hide under the table. Her. Yeah. Do not. And and that's that's the thing too is that she she is autistic. Our squirrel. Ow. Yeah. Our squirrel girl is autistic, and. So she has a lot of social anxieties with that. And so from the time she was very small, I never felt like I needed to disclose the fact that she was autistic because being autistic is part of who she is, but it's not what defines her, right? And so when we would be in a store, especially in the toddler ages, when, when old people would come up and try to talk to her, she would immediately panic and like hide, right? And I would just look at these people and say, she's shy, please give her some space. But the thing is, is because of the language that I used, I, our squirrely girl has developed this idea that that anxiety, that social anxiety feeling is actually being shy. And so when she goes into social situations and she doesn't want to talk, I say, well, what's wrong? And she goes, I'm feeling shy because that was the term I used to just get people to leave her alone. Yeah. And so she thinks shy means socially anxious which is like i kind of honestly i mean sort of as a yeah. as a base descriptor it is like the word that you would look up other synonyms for in the thesaurus yes. to describe more thoroughly what she is feeling. right exactly but so i mean i guess like the thing is what I, what I would like to convey from this episode is that consent is ongoing and from the time you can give consent, you should have the authority to do so because yes. we do not control our kids' autonomy. They have a voice, and if we're not listening to it, then we're doing something wrong. We we need to listen to our kids because how can we parent our kids if we don't know them if we're not listening to them? Yeah, agreed. And so really when we're, we're looking at consent, if we're giving our children from a very young age the opportunity to say, no, I don't like this, stop. If we're paying attention to that body language, when they seem obviously uncomfortable with something and we say, let's change this to make them more comfortable, we're not making soft kids. We're not making snowflakes, which I just hate that term anyway, but like we're not creating this generation that is entitled. We're making a generation that is empowered. We're making a generation that is going to grow up and not question the way that they should be treated. They are going to be able to say no with confidence because consent, being able to say no, saying no to someone is giving your consent it's taking away your consent no i don't want to do this no i'm not okay with this and as an adult who was almost 30 years old i struggled to say no in many situations and that was because i never was able to say no i never got the practice so can i lick my finger and touch your arm no there you go there you go but that's i feel like (laughs) that's an important thing here is that your kids need practice because we can say, well, when they're older, we'll talk about it. But if they're not growing up with that ability to claim their autonomy and say, I do not consent to a hug right now, you know, and we can't guilt them. Like, you know, sometimes I want to give my kids a hug and they say no. And like, I'm kind of sad about it. <laughs> but do you know what I don't do? Make them hug you? I don't make them hug me. And also, I don't make them feel guilty about it. I don't say, oh, I just love you. I want you to hug me. Well, if you love me, you'd hug me. There's none of that, which is, I think, I feel like a toxic thing with grandparents that I notice. Where it's an like, older generation. It is. They it came is. from a different time. Which doesn't excuse anything. <laughs> so do the dinosaurs, and now they provide gasoline to us. Oh, goodness. But either way, like, I just, 
I feel like it's so important that we give our kids the, we empower our kids to make decisions at appropriate times. So again, like we're not saying like, okay, well, they don't want to brush their teeth so they don't have to. Like, no, they still have to brush their teeth because self-care is actually like, I don't feel like that should be an option. And, and I'm not talking about like in relation to mental illness because as someone with mental illness, I understand how hard that can be. But I'm saying like, when we're raising our kids into these routines, like self-care isn't an option. We want to like, like I personally, I want to raise my kids where they're taking care of themselves and brushing their hair and brushing their teeth and doing all of those things. Uh, so it's kind of determining what is a consent thing versus not a consent thing and giving them the, the voice and empowering them to use it yeah. and then accepting it when their consent makes us feel bad. Yeah. It's okay. Like if I want to go and kiss my little baby on the forehead and she says, no kisses, mom, like I'm going to feel sad about that. I love kissing her little forehead, but you know what? It's not up to me how she feels about it in that moment. True. And the other side of that is, and I think you've seen this a lot too. I don't know if you use it as much, but I personally will tell the kids like, cause I get very overwhelmed with, with people touching me. And as you know, our kids actually think I'm a piece of furniture. Uh, yeah. And when, when you're not around, it's me. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, like it can get very overwhelming when you have kids using you as a jungle gym. And yep. so I will tell my kids very specifically, like I very specifically use the word consent. I feel like that's such a powerful, important word for them to know. It's, it's definitely a good word to have burned into their brain so yeah. that they understand 100% what it means because they've heard it from birth. Yeah. So... I will tell them, like, I don't consent to you being on top of me right now. Like, I want to give you options. I'm not saying you can't touch me, but you can't be on top of me right now. I am feeling uncomfortable and you're not respecting my boundaries because boundaries and consent go hand in hand. Yes. And so if I'm feeling like, hey, I am setting a boundary right now and you're not respecting that, it's very easy to, to give that back to them. Like, how would you feel if you set a boundary with me and I wasn't respecting it? Because when they're empowered to know they're allowed to set boundaries, they're allowed to not consent to things, they're allowed to consent to things, then when you then challenge them to empathize, they are more likely to be perceptive to that. Yeah. So when I'm like, you can sit next to me, but I do not want you on top of me. I need space right now. I'm not consenting to this. 99% of the time, they're just going to move because they know that I react the same way when they say the word no. Yeah, they they don't like hearing that word sometimes. They're not totally <laughs> spoiled, but they do. They don't like hearing that word, especially when it comes to iPad time. Mm -hmm. Oh, can we have screens? Uh, not right now. And then and then they'll cry it out and they'll you'll catch them playing Barbies literally like three minutes uh, yeah. later. Yeah, it's very easy to transition those times. It's all about yeah. distraction. I feel like when they're really little, you know. We can't we can't control their reactions, but we can surely distract them. Yes, we can control the distractions. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> I th that's I think the thing when we talk about consent, it's educating them about why that is important, and sometimes that leads to uncomfy conversations. But I feel like they need to know at an age appropriate level that like, hey, you're allowed to consent or not consent to things. And yep. if someone violates your consent, you have to tell me. Yes. Please, because being a parent is scary because you don't ever want your kids to experience anything bad, but we can't protect them from everything. So. Exactly. Can't keep them in a Tupperware bowl and just 
We can't. Birth they're the not, lid. And be they're like, not an ecosystem. Right. They're fully formed humans. What if they were um, ant farms? Well, then uh, Squirrely Girl would be really happy because we do be building ant nests outside the house. We should get her an ant farm. I cannot do it. I do not consent to having an ant farm in my house. I'm afraid of ants. Fine. We can't have an ant farm because of you. Can't have snakes because of me. <sighs> I guess the kids will just have to live. With our goldfish pond. I forgot about the goldfish. I was just going to say. forget about the goldfish? I was going to say with their possum stuffies, but. Also the possums. The possum stuffies are, are great. Which our beanie baby calls sumsums. 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 She was tucked in tonight in her possum blanket, her sumsum blanket. Sumsum blanky. Yes. Yes. I just talked for 30 minutes straight. I'm so glad you were here for that, Jim. Yes, you're welcome. I am here <laughs> and uh, everyone else is here. See? And everyone loved hearing me talk about consent. I still have my buttons is what I'm saying. I think they gave us consent by by clicking play. They that did, was uh, actively giving us consent, consent to talk to them. They could have just... They, they could have exited. They might not even be hearing this if you they have revoked consent to the okay. podcast. And it's okay. It's fine if you don't want to listen to exited. us. That is absolutely fine. So do you want to hold my hand? I can I can do that. Right. If you're watching us on YouTube right now, you know how awkward this hand holding looks. This is how we always hold hands. <laughs> Every time, just up in the yes, air. If you're seeing the video version of this, not just on, on YouTube, this could be on Spotify as well. You don't even know about our distribution policies. <laughs> I'm going to have to give you. I just show up and talk and Jim deals with everything else. I do ha. the other parts, <laughs> the graphics and the audio and the hardware and everything else. It's easy for me because I'm an audio guy. I bought a camera. And you and you hit record on that. I did. I did. I hit record. I put it on the tripod. I got I these mics did the and thing. the mixer and stuff here. So, so. thank you. I am. Oh. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Incredible. Incredible. So where can people find you online if they want to consent to following you on your other platforms? You can find me at Tori Phantom in all places. I am on a Twitter, TikTok, Facebook, Tori.Phantom on Instagram. I'm on Snapchat, real Tori Phantom. I am everywhere. I am and on. And we should be friends if you consent to it. I am on TikTok as at Jim Beard. You can find me on uh, Instagram at Jimothy Strange. I'm on Twitter as the same thing at Jimothy Strange. We do have a Twitter for this very podcast. We do. Yeah, it's called Phantom Family. I posted I the no last idea. episode. It is there. You can find that wow. if you want to do it. And if you do that. Wow. Right before you go to bed, that is fine, but you do need to get a little shut eye. It is time to, to go to bed. sleep. It's, it's so time to go. Late. So, have a great, wonderful night. We will catch you next time. Yes, we oh, will bring you water. In the morning, we love you. We love you. We love you so much. Right, we love you. All right. All right. You Good have night. yourself a wonderful night. I Sweet love you so dreams. much.